close call with death. Have you had one? I have. I've had a lot of them, but who's counting? In this session, we'll talk about the events of those of us that have come dangerously close to death and had the great luck or destiny to elude death and carry on. Enjoy the show. In this episode, it's different. It's it's a conversation with a 75-year-old deep-sea fisherman from Ireland. The man's name is John Brosnan. He's 75 years old and was fantastic um, in character and total Irishman. Um, my wife and I went over to Ireland in May, and we were going to do the Dingle Trail. It's a, it's a hiking trail in Ireland where you can walk along the cliffs and the and the ocean, the beach, and over farmland and countryside, and and uh, see these Irish people in their raw element. You get to see their farm animals. There were sheep jumping around and having babies everywhere, little baby lambs, and there's cows in the field beautiful horses, green grass that was just absolutely the most luscious green you've ever seen. And yes, it rained. It rained a lot on us, uh, but but not too much. I mean, when the sun came out and um, just shone its beautiful face on us and, and we were able to just really relish what it's like to have the sun come out like the Irish do. Whenever that sun comes out, everybody just kind of like runs to where it's sunny and they, they'll just enjoy it to sit down and, and take it all in. Well, we recently went to Ireland and in our adventure of hiking the Dingle Trail, you go between these villages where they're just little Irish villages, not the big cities or anything, little villages that have these uh, bed and breakfasts in them. And you can stay in a bed and breakfast and then you get up in the morning and you have breakfast and your hosts um, just lead you on the way and, and you take your directions, GPS, your maps and things and you hike along this dingle trail and you hike between 12, 15, 20 miles a day um, between these villages and um and, it, and we did that for five days so we wound up hiking almost 70 miles and it was absolutely fantastic well in the first town that we stayed in in uh, bed and breakfast it was the, called the john uh, brosnan's bed and breakfast and john brosnan was our wonderful irish host him and his wife i can't remember her name but john um, welcomed us into his, his home basically. And there's, there's several rooms in it and a kitchen and area where you can dine. Um, we noticed as soon as we walked into his home that there was this collection of pictures or four pictures of a dolphin that was in the water there in the sea by their seaside town. And it was huge. It was a huge dolphin, probably weighed several hundred pounds, um, and, and it was caught in the air, um, jumping over little rowing boats. It was uh, up on its tail, dancing for people. This dolphin evidently was uh, over 37 years old. It had been in that community, and the people loved it. And uh, um, John knew it well. He was a, a deep-sea fisherman since he was the age of 14. And he had been out in the sea, had um, uh, just these hair-raising experiences, and he told us about how this dolphin saved his life. And he said, uh, Fungi, the dolphin, she saved me life. And and I thought, oh, the, it, my antennas went up. And I thought, how did this dolphin save your life? And why are you alive today uh, to tell about it? 
So he was a qualifier for the Close Call with Death podcast. And I would love to have you listen to John and hear his story. You have to listen close. It wasn't the best recording equipment at all. I took my iPhone, I put it on record and I set it on the table. And my wife and I sat in front of John and, and talked to him for about 20 minutes and just capturing his story. Um, he did get washed overboard six times. Last time he was washed out into the sea during a violent storm. He broke both his legs and they were ma- they managed to save him and bring him on board. He also had a heart condition that um, he'll tell you about that uh, is related to the dolphin. So it's a cool story. And I thought this is a qualifier for a Close Call with Death podcast. So tune in and realize as I do, that there are people all over this place, all over this community, this country, and this world that have had very close calls with death. They survived it, and it gave them just character. It gave them a a story to tell, a lesson to learn, and a lesson for all of us to learn by listening to their stories. So please tune in and enjoy John Brosnan. So Carrie and I are here in Dingle, Ireland, and we're staying at the Brosnan Bed and Breakfast. And we were met by Mr. Brosnan, John, at the front door when we first got here. And so um, as soon as we walked into the house, we saw a picture of dolphin there that uh, I asked John about. And John's with me today here in his home uh, in Dingle. And I'm going to talk to John about the story that he told me about this dolphin. So, John, thanks for sitting down with me and talking to me about your cool story. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, First, like, I, how old are I, you? I, I, I'm 75 years old now. And uh, I, I, I was fishing when I was 14 and a half years old. 14. And my, a half. Father, my father died of cancer, so I was taken out of school, and I had to go fishing. To provide to for the family? To provide for my mom. Yeah. Those were different times. Yeah. yeah I can't Hard imagine time. a 14-year-old going fishing today at that, at that age. And why is that? Fishing is yeah. very dangerous out there in the, yeah, in the deep sea? Yeah, dangerous game, yeah. Dangerous mm-hmm. game. But that, at that time, we, we would be in every night, every day, kind of. But then we, in the summertime, we would be away for a week, maybe, because we fished um, farther up the coast for lobster and crayfish. And um, they were different times, really. And it, it was so physical. Fishing that time was very physical. Were you strong enough at 14 and a half to do the yeah, job? I, I was really fairly yeah. Wiry and tough. Wiry and tough, yeah, definitely. All my brothers were fishermen as well, and uh, my sister, she's, uh, I just one sister, and she's in, she lives in Chicago now for the last 50, 55 years, I guess. Huh, and you stayed here in Dingle? I, I, I stayed here in Dingle after four years. I spent four years in England. I worked in, in the prisons in England, and that was pretty interesting. Oh, and you worked in prisons? I, I worked in the prisons. We used to do all the high security stuff. The big high fencing and the wiring. 
Oh. We do, we done that, I done that for four years. Wow. And that was, I, I, I walked all over England. And uh, that was interesting. Yeah. That was pretty interesting. So then you came yeah. back here. And then, of course, the call of the sea. I come back again and went fishing again. Huh. Yeah. And it's dangerous out there, I can only imagine. Yeah, I lost one ship in an explosion. She was a 70-foot trawler. And um, we were lucky to get off that ship. Within five minutes, we were off her onto life rafts. And um, I couldn't send out a mayday uh, because I, all my electronics were gone. But I had more, lucky enough, I had my mobile phone and I sent out a message. Oh my gosh. To, How long did it take for someone to come rescue you? It took them uh, probably a couple of hours to get to us. But um, lucky enough, we were on, on um, life rafts. And yeah. We were okay. the, the water cold? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't too bad, to be honest with you. We were lucky enough, the day was fine enough, you know. Mm -hmm. We were about 10 miles off, 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 off the, the islands, the Blasket Islands, when it happened. The, yeah. What so, islands were they? Black Sea Islands? Or what did you say? Blasket Islands. Oh, Blasket Islands. Yeah. Where you were actually going walking today, you'll see those. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that on our, on our Dingo Way hike. Yeah. Uh, so hike. did you tell me that you, you were actually washed overboard a few times in yeah, your life? Yeah, I've been six times overboard. Six and times. I, the last time I thought I was gone, I had two broken legs and, and just because a guy passed the thing the wrong way and I, we were shooting nets and the weights in the end of the net were, I was jammed up against the rail and I was going to lose my legs. So I took a chance and went out. Were your legs broken from that incident? The knees were all crushed. Oh. Yeah. I, I spent all three months on crutches after, after that. <laughs> and then back out again. <laughs> My gosh. And then back out again. And then yeah. back out again. You got to get fishing. You got to go fishing. You got to make the money. Yeah, you do. And take care of the bills. Yeah. you. Yeah. you they, your parents raised you to be tough and work. Yeah. It was it was tough. It mm. was hard for sure. I look back at it now and I say it wasn't great to be able to do that for my mom. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, it's a tough life, really. But uh, you like it, you like it. That's right. And you don't know any different. That's what you do. Exactly. Yeah. Like Dingle was always kind of fishing and farming. They were the two main jobs over here. You know. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, tourism then kind of kicked in in the, in the 70s, I guess. Yeah, from there on, yeah, people start to come to Dingle. When did you just stop uh, being a fisherman going out into the sea every day? I, I kind of stopped 15 years ago when I was around 60. So uh, there was a, a, a thing that you could, uh, if you were over 55 years old, you could retire yeah. and sell your business and you you didn't have to pay tax. So I said it was a good time to do that. Yeah. Because when you're 60 years old and in fishing, oh. it's, it's time to go. <laughs> it's time to go. So <laughs> I, I built this place then. 
when I sold my ship. And, uh, yeah. Well, you know I, what? I said it was easier catching people than catching fish. <laughs> and you catch, <laughs> you catch people really well. Um, you caught us and the minute we saw you and we came in here. Uh, and, and let's go to that story you were telling us about with that dolphin and how, um, what impression Fungi, it, yeah. it gave to you. Fungi, Fungi kind of saved my life in a strange way. Um, His name's Fungi? Fungi. Fungi, Fungi the, the, the dolphin. He's okay. here 37 years. He's, he came here in 1983, and uh, two years last October, I think, uh, he, he probably died, you know, because his age. Because nobody ever saw him again? Uh, nobody ever saw him again. Huh. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, but, but the divers went down and searched all the area where he was, but they couldn't find him. Yeah. So we, we don't really know what happened to him. Maybe he just maybe, found maybe, a real maybe, pretty maybe, dolphin he went off with. Maybe, maybe he did. <laughs> That's very possible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he was older than I, I think he probably went and died. So then, uh, tell me what you told me about uh, how he saved your life. Uh, I suppose 16, 15 years ago, um, I had been in hospital a couple of times and, and uh, they sent me home and they said I was okay, but uh, a week later this Frenchman came to Dingle for one day to swim with fungi and I just happened to meet him and outside my door and he just asked me where the beach was and I said come on in my car I'll show you a couple of beaches. He was amazed that I was going to do this. He said that wouldn't happen in France so driving along two minutes he just, he just said John is there something wrong with you? And I said I was shocked I said how do you know? He said I'm a cardiologist. So um, I told him I was in, uh, getting pains in my hand and he said, I want you on the next plane to France. I, I look at your heart. So I flew to France and he picked me up in the airport and kept me in his home. And he brought me into hospital. He said, uh, John, I'm going to put a piece of virus into you. I said, what are you talking about? I'm putting in three stents. He said, do you know what they're made? They're made in Galway and Boston Scientific, the name of the company. Okay, so Galway is right here in Ireland. Yeah. And uh, so that's when he he really meant he was going to put a little bit of Irish in you because that, that medical equipment that saved your heart was made right here in Galway. Yeah, exactly. Piece of Irish. <laughs> that is no coincidence. That, that was meant to be. It, it was like an angel being sent. He kept me there for two weeks, and the day before I leave to come home, he drives me all around the coast of France. How much do I owe you, John? He says, you were nice to me. I'm going to be nice to you. You owe me nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't write that. You can't, no. That, that's just that's, a yeah. story that ought to be another play. And the moral of the story is, it costs nothing to be nice. Being nice can save your life. That's right.
Well, and that's the experience my wife and I have felt here is just everyone here in Ireland have been so accommodating, you know, so Irish kind. Are normally very, 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 you know, they're very nice. They're friendly people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They'll jump right up and show you something instead yeah, of just exactly. pointing down the road. It's over there. They'll just get up and take you there. Yeah, I know. And that's just what we found with you. I do it a lot. I, I, I you know, if, if somebody hasn't got a car or something, I say, come on, let's go for a spin. I show them around the area. That's so awesome. Yeah, so I used to do that. And uh, it's, it's, it's also good for business. And people come back over the years and, you know, you meet people again. It's yeah. Quite, it's quite nice. So, John, didn't you tell me that you felt like the good Lord upstairs uh, oh, yeah. was being kind to you and, and uh, blessed you? Yeah, definitely. I feel blessed. Definitely. As I as I said in the TV program, Fungi is here. Yeah. He's there. He's there in my heart. Hmm. Never to leave. So they made a TV program about it. It's called Fungi's Kingdom. And um, it, it ran for about an hour. It's on TV, on RT1. And it, you, you can get it in the pod if you want to punch in the, the Fungi's Kingdom. It's on RT player and you can, you can it, see it. And you can listen to it on podcasts or? Um, yeah. 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 We'll have to tune in and listen to that for sure. Uh, it's, um, it's on our RT player. You just punch in the dingles. No, the, I, I mix up with the Sturgeon's <laughs> You just punch in Fungi's Kingdom. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. Well, um, this has been just really an interesting experience with you. Uh, and uh, I see your gratitude, you know, and, and your thankfulness for um, just being saved, you know, for more time. Why do you think uh, God won't take you now? You told me yesterday. I, I don't know. I've had so many episodes. Like I, I've had three stents. I've had a quadruple bypass. I was pretty sick after that. And then I had an aneurysm where my main artery was ready to bust. I, I, I don't know. I feel blessed. But do you know what, what is so important is being positive. Yeah. Going in to a thing. Don't worry, just be positive. Just say, I, I'll be back. <laughs> like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> I love that attitude. Um, yeah, it's a good what, attitude. What would you, have. yeah, so that's what you would tell people that may be going into hard times, facing hard, challenging times, yeah. just, just going with a positive attitude. Positive attitude. Because you'll Very have a better outcome. Huh? You'll have a better outcome. Oh, definitely, yeah. Being, being positive means a lot. Yeah. It, it, it'll help you through it. Well, I can't imagine you with a bad attitude. <laughs> <laughs> be happy, don't worry. That's right. Yeah, Bob Marley. Yeah, Bob Marley. Be happy, don't worry. That's awesome. Name of the game. 
See, you almost you almost died of an aneurysm too. Yeah, yeah. They went in for a urine infection, and they they found that by uh, my 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 main artery was really bust. Ah. Oh. So I was all opened up again, and that was pretty tough. And uh, they just cut out the bad piece and put in a new tube. Hmm. Yeah. And they saved you just in the nick of time? Yeah. <laughs> Man. I must have nine lives. Definitely. You do, you're like a you're like a cat. Yeah. Yeah. I like the cat. Yeah, don't count those lives. You, you need to have plenty more. Yeah. So you can stick around and well, talk to people. I'm blessed uh, to see I have 12 grandchildren and it's lovely to be there with them, you know? You bet. They're blessed to have you yeah. around. Um, so well, that... it, it was so funny when I was in, in that hospital, I was walking along the, the aisle in the hospital and this lady was crying. And I said to her, what's wrong with you? She said, I just lost my husband. So I said to her, look, I, I, I go down and I say the rosary for you. And she married an Irishman. She was French and she was married an Irishman. And I had been getting these beads from, from my wife. And they had been blessed, I think, by the Pope. They said, so they said. So <clears throat> I felt, I, I just, I said, look, you take these. And the following day, all her family came up to me and she said to me, John, you have no idea the peace that they always gave to me. Hmm. You know, so. Yeah, it was, it was touching, it was emotional. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, because uh, it helped her. So it just, how, it sounds like you really follow your heart uh, to tell you what yeah. you should do in certain situations yeah. to, to help people. Yeah. Exactly. How can we all learn from that? What, what can we, what would you suggest that we, how should we live our lives to be we more should, like that? We should be like that, help people, notice people. And be friendly and be nice. And, and then we'd have a better world if people were like that. That's right. Yeah. I, I, I just can't believe this guy, Putin. What kind of a, a man is he? He has family. Why is he doing this? Yeah. Innocent people. Well, my dad used to always say that the, the uh, miserable love company. And, and sometimes... People that aren't very happy, they, they want other people to be sad like them. I and know. so he's probably just bringing pain and suffering on other people so they can be like him. I know. But do you think, John Brosnan, there's more good in this life than there is bad? There's always more good. I feel that. There is. And the good will, will overcome the bad. That's... Because it'll win. Yep. Light will we'll overcome that darkness. Good will always win. Ah, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Uh, people should uh, have more love in their lives than they have badness. Yeah.
Maybe people like you will uh, help bring a lot of that light into so. you know other people's lives and make the world better, so. <clears throat> one person at a time. Yeah, yeah. That's what you do. Spread it. Yeah, spread it and let Just other people it. shine. Yeah. Sorry, I get emotional. I get emotional when I think of that lady. You know. Yeah, and the and what you did, you know, with that act of love, you know, made yeah. a difference for her and her family. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't believe it she told me her husband was Irish. So I was so happy to, that I could do something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> You're the best, John. Thank you so much for no, spending some time with me and it's telling that story. Yeah, I like to share, share them stories, you know. It's... Well, hopefully we can we can put this out on our podcast and share it with the world so that other people can hear, you know, the... That there's no coincidences, there's there's a reason behind things. So there's a reason for everything. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason for everything. So guys, it was a pleasure meeting you. Thank you, my friend. And enjoy your trip to Ireland. Thank you. Yeah. We'll, we'll go out into the storm now and find our way. Yeah. <laughs> Keep